My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my! And welcome to the Holiday Show, where we discuss movies based around holidays. Today we are discussing the Netflix film Netflix film Glass Onion from 2022. And as always, we want to give a shout out to Boom for being our patron that we appreciate and has always been supporting us. So thank you very much. Thank you, Boom. So we are watching The Ultimate Gift on Friday the 10th of november at 8 p.m cst so if you are interested in coming and watching a movie that actually does have a good chunk to do with family and thanksgiving join (laughs) us (laughs) so yeah it'll be good yeah come join the discord and you can hang out and watch movies with us because we are watching holiday movies until the end of the year so we are and it's very fun fun. (laughs) i i was going to make a comment about the ultimate gift but I think it's better saved until next time, because I know you haven't seen it, right? Correct. So, I don't want to, like, spoil that aspect Yeah, don't of spoil it. it. Come on. Don't spoil it. But I just thought about <laughs> it, and I was like, lol, that's kind of funny. So, okay. We'll, we'll get there on, on Friday when we'll we watch it. We'll watch it on Friday. Yes. And then, yeah. Then well, we'll you'll probably it. understand what I was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> On Friday, you'll you'll be like, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, yeah, probably. Because it just came to my mind. But, you know, it's fine, it's fine. Anyway, that's all ambiguous. All and you, no one will ever understand yeah. what I mean until we talk about it. So it'll be exactly. great. <laughs> We're chatting about the glass onion today, obviously. And I will be reading the wiki plot for it. Yeah. Okay. During the COVID-19 pandemic in May 2020, Miles Braun, the co-founder of technology company Alpha, hosts a murder mystery game at the Glass Onion, his mansion on a private island in Greece. He invites his friend group, the Disruptors, Alpha head scientist Lionel Toussaint, Connecticut governor Claire DeBella, controversial model turned fashion designer Birdie J, men's rights streamer Duke Cody, and ousted Alpha co-founder Cassandra Andy Brand. The five friends are delivered a wooden puzzle box to decipher to find the invitation inside. The former four solve the puzzle, while Andy simply smashes open the box. The five travel to Miles' island, along with Bertie's assistant, Peg, and Duke's girlfriend, Weski. Famous detective Benoit Blanc joins them, claiming Miles invited them as well. However, Miles privately tells Blanc he did not invite him. Nevertheless, Miles allows Blanc to stay, assuming another guest sent him their invitation. Before dinner, Miles shows off his glass sculpture collection, as well as the Mona Lisa, which he has on loan from the Louvre. Miles also reveals that the mansion is powered by Clear, a hydrogen-based alternative fuel that Alpha will soon launch, despite Lionel and Claire's knowledge that it is dangerous. Blanc solves Miles' murder mystery game immediately and privately warns Miles that the disruptors all have motives to kill him. After an argument with the rest of the group, Andy storms off. Duke suddenly dies after drinking from Miles' glass, and the panicked group suspects Andy of attempting to poison Miles. The police are summoned, but will not arrive until morning. 
After the group discovers Duke's pistol is missing, the power goes out and everyone splits up. Blanc finds Andy, but an unseen assailant shoots her. Blanc gathers the group and announces that he has solved Andy's murder. An extended flashback shows that Andy actually died a week earlier, apparently by suicide. Her twin sister Helen hired Blanc to investigate. At Alpha, Andy had halted Clear's development because of its dangerous properties, so Miles had her removed as CEO. His case was aided by the disruptors perjuring themselves to testify that Miles had single-handedly sketched out the plan for Alpha on a napkin years before. The napkin was actually Andy's work. Shortly before her death, she emailed the group a photo showing the original napkin still in her possession. Helen suspects that someone in the group killed Andy and stole the napkin to protect Miles. With Andy's death not yet public knowledge, Blanc persuaded Helen to pose as Andy at Miles' party and help him investigate. Helen helps Blanc discover motives for the disruptors to protect Miles. Lionel and Claire have staked their reputations on Clear. Birdie needs Miles' financial assistance to handle the fallout of ignorantly employing sweatshops, and Duke is hoping for a show on Alpha News. Each of them visited Andy's home on the day she died. She searches the guests' rooms, but does not find the napkin. When Helen is shot, Andy's journal in her jacket pocket stops the bullet. Blanc tells Helen to search Miles' office. Blanc deduces that Miles committed both murders. He killed Andy after learning she had the napkin, but was spotted by Duke leaving her house. During the party, Duke saw a news report of Andy's death, and realizing that Miles was responsible, attempted to blackmail him. Miles then poisoned Duke with pineapple juice, to which Duke was deathly allergic, and took Duke's pistol with which he shot Helen. Helen locates Andy's napkin in Miles' office and reveals her identity to the group. Miles burns the napkin, eliminating the evidence, and his friends refuse to testify against him. Blanc tells Helen that he has done all he can and goes outside. In a cathartic rage, Helen destroys Miles' glass sculptures. Miles' friends watch her and eventually join in. Helen lights a bonfire and throws in a shard of clear that Blanc had slipped her, causing the hazardous material to explode, destroying the mansion and the Mona Lisa. Realizing the painting's destruction will reveal that Claire is dangerous and ruin Miles, the group decides to testify against him. At the beach, Helen and Blanc watch as police boats arrive. The end. The end. <laughs> I feel like that missed a lot of things, but that's okay. It- did yeah it did <laughs> <laughs> like there's plenty to talk about yeah i liked this movie a lot it was good it was really good yeah and it was um, both our first time seeing it so yes correct like uh, there were there was at least one thing that i think both of us were like already figured out as soon as it happened which was uh how duke died Mm-hmm. yeah because it was just like oh wasn't he allergic to pineapple or something yep, yeah that's how he died yeah, that, <laughs> that was it well when they all like arrive at the island in greece he's like if there was pineapple i don't fuck with pineapple or whatever yeah yeah that's basically what he says he says i don't fuck with pineapple and we were so like we were oh like, he's allergic <laughs> i was like i feel like that's an allergy i don't feel like that's a i don't like pineapple yeah. situation <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah we pretty much knew how he died immediately immediately um even though they didn't tell you how until later yeah they don't tell you how until like toward like closer to the end but it was just like it's very obvious yeah just based on what he said earlier 
Well, especially if you were paying attention. If you weren't paying attention to what he said and you just kind of brushed it off as him just being like, bleh, pineapple, whatever, Yeah, you know? exactly. But I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like us doing the podcast has just made us pay a lot more attention to these little details. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> even if I'm just watching something not for the podcast, there are all these little things that I'm like, ooh, like, oh, that could have been better. Yeah. Ooh, I figured that out really quickly. Or just you notice little things. Yeah, I feel like I read more into stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of enjoy it, but also sometimes I don't because I'm like, where's the surprise? Sometimes I'm annoyed at it. Sometimes I'm like, god damn it, why did we start doing the podcast? Because I got upset with another podcast for talking about Harry Potter wrong. They did talk about it wrong, right? That's why we did the podcast. That's why. It's fine, guys. It's fine. It's all good. It's whatever. I, I do want to say, Colleen made a comment, like, immediately after the movie started about how she wants a friend that sends invitations like this. I also do, but I don't know if I'd be able to even open it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So, so, at the beginning of the movie, you see these people, you know, all these different friends get delivered a box. Yes. And, you know, they, they open the box to find just a wooden box inside that seems to have no openings at all. It seems like it's just a, a solid of chunk wood. of wood. Exactly. Yep. Uh, but there was a little note that said from Miles, like with a heart or whatever. And yeah. it's like, they, and so they're all calling each other like, hey, have you figured out how to open the box yet? Like, hey. And so it's very obvious that Miles sends these kinds of invitations all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, this would be super fun because it's a, it's all these puzzles that you have to solve to actually get to the invitation. It would be so like, fun. It would be <laughs> fun. And I, I feel like we, we would all call each other. I think that's very valid to do because yeah. like other people have different things that they're really good at figuring out. Like they're good at figuring out certain puzzles versus other puzzles, you know? Yeah. Um, so like... I think it would be super fun, but I think also it would get to a point where it's like, oh my god, just give me the invitation. Right. Depending on <laughs> how often it happens, yeah. You just get, like, annoyed with it after a little bit. You're like, please. Yeah. Just just let me know where I need to go. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I don't yeah. even think, the invitation didn't have that much information on it. It literally, no. it just said that you're invited, basically. Yeah, yeah, To, like, much. some yeah. kind of murder mystery party. Murder mystery, murder mystery party, you know. Yeah. yeah th- I don't know. It might have had, like, a date, maybe. Like, how do they know where they're but, going? <laughs> I don't know. It's actually a really good question. I didn't pay, like, too much attention to the invitation, but I think I, I do remember either. it being very... It was pretty like, vague. Ba- yeah, pretty vague. Yeah. But uh, I, I do want to point out, looking at the uh, the beginning of this plot summary that you read, it said um, yes. that this whole murder mystery thing was, uh, you know, obvi- very obviously during the COVID-19 pandemic, because when they all mm-hmm. meet up, we see them all wearing masks, um, except for Duke and his girlfriend, Whiskey. And then Birdie's mask wasn't really a mask. It was more like jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, sa- it says, the plot summary says it happened in May 2020, and I'm like, I feel like that's a little too early for this to happen. Just a teeny tiny bit. For lockdown? Uh, for lockdown. No, like, I think that's about when lockdown was happening. I mean, it was. It absolutely was. But oh, but you the, think this is too early? I Just like a month or two, maybe okay. three. 
Like still, like I could still see it happening in 2020, but it's the fact that when they all get together and the boat shows up and whoever Mm -hmm. like injects them, not necessarily injects them with something, but like shoots something into their mouth. And so it's like, how did you have something already prepared for this? And you're like, oh, you don't need masks now. I'm like, how? What? No, I I think you're right on that, especially because there's absolutely no way they already had like a vaccine. Yeah. That they could have just given them right then and there and had them be fine you know exactly exactly and so i'm like i I, like i think it's a something that definitely could have happened but i think being in may of 2020 was a little bit too early i agree with that i want to say what was the next part that we were talking about oh it was duke's mom duke's mom is hilarious yes we love duke's mom because they're they're all trying to figure out this invitation uh well i mean i mean also you know duke's mom is like not gonna take any shit from him no not even slightly (laughs) not even slightly because you know this plot summary stated that you know duke uh is a men's rights streamer which is extremely obvious from the very beginning it is oh he's very obviously (laughs) men's rights and it's like oh no (laughs) like i think i literally said oh no somewhere in the chat for some reason it's just special he's special (laughs) yeah but his his mom is like not gonna take a shit from him and then they're trying to figure out the invitation they're on the phone whatever and his mom keeps calling out things just like Mm -hmm. she's already figured it out and i'm like so she's smart she's like this is this puzzle this is that puzzle yeah i was thinking that or you know she's helped him enough with these invitations that she's just like let me do a whole bunch of puzzles i'll figure it out (laughs) That's possible, too. You also, like, if you send invitations like this, you kind of have to just assume that your friends are going to be able to figure out the puzzles or know that they're going to. But the problem is not everyone is necessarily going to have experience with these types of puzzles. Like me. Yeah. I would not have been able to figure out any of those puzzles. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, I, like... I'm trying to remember some of them. But, like, I know the, uh, the one where you slide all the pieces to make a picture, like... Could have figured oh, yeah, that I out. Oh, yeah, I could do that one. But otherwise, I'm not sure about some of the others. I can't even remember them all. But, like, I know there's a part where, like, an N shows up. And it's like, oh, like, Duke's mom figures out. It stands for North. Point at North. And it was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I would not have figured that out. I no. never would have guessed. I would have been sitting here thinking, what does N stand for? Right? I would have been mm. like, huh. How does that factor into any of this? Exactly. <laughs> Like, is it important for some reason? Like, what's going on? Right. It's, I don't know, it's just a very involved invitation. And so we see (laughs) this whole group of friends, you know, opening it as they go and stuff. And then, of course, we get to see the last one who had the box delivered. This is when we don't know that Andy is dead. We're just kind of like, oh, she's just angry. She hates him, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. she smashes the box open. Yeah, this is Andy. This is this is Andy, but and it's actually her sister. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually her sister. But we we can like as the movie goes on, we assume it's Andy until we yeah. find out it's not. Yeah, because we don't but, know. Yeah, we just assume she's one of the friends, and something happened. Or not necessarily that she's one of the friends, but she got an invitation. But something happened, and she's upset with the person who sent it. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking, like, oh, she's obviously done with this guy's games. Yep. 
Yeah. Like, she she very clearly is like, I'm not doing this shit. Just give me the fucking invitation. Colleen also uh, said that she was smart for smashing the box yeah. open. <laughs> like, <know>. Literally, literally, <laughs> she puts on, like, safety goggles and, like, goes and gets, like, a hammer or something and just starts whacking away at it. And I was like, you know what? Do it. Do it. Oh, it's fantastic. So good. So good. <laughs> yes. I do love that after that, after everyone gets their invitations and opens them and finds out that it's a murder mystery party that they're invited to is when we first get to see Benoit because I love him. And mm. um, he's, <laughs> I said it again, he's playing Among Us in the bath with that his old friends. <laughs> yes. Everyone who's playing it is old, and he hates the game. And they're like, ah, I saw Benoit do it. It was him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he's like, this is a stupid game. I hate this game. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was really funny, his little, his little reaction to Among Us. And, you know, of course, they're like, well, we could play something else. We could play Clip-Lash, or we could play Code Names. And I was like, valid, you know? Yeah. Those are those are both good games. So they are, yeah. Why not? <laughs> I I think there is a version of Code Names now that's on like the computer or an app store. So yeah, it's probably possible to do that now. I didn't know because I've I only have the the physical version of Code Names. So it's it's the one where you have to lay the cards out on the ground and or the table or wherever you're playing it. You know. And play it that way. I have only played it once, and I only played it on the computer. <laughs> so. Okay, so it's on the computer, guys. <laughs> I don't remember. I've never I'm, played it on the computer. It might have been on a website or something. I don't I believe remember. that. But Quiplash is a good one, but, too, guys. <laughs> I love Quiplash. It's, it's so, so funny. fun. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny that it was this, this group of, like, older people being like, let's play more games. And yeah. of course, you know, Benoit's in the bath and everyone is like, you haven't gotten out of that bath yet, have you? Like, are you like, you've been in the bath for at least a week now, like, <laughs> which I think I would die if I did that because you would be so dry and like, yes. even if you were taking little breaks at a time, bruh, there's no way you could refill your water fast enough. Plus the bath gets cold. It does. You'd have to like so, refill like, it so often. Exactly. That's such a waste of water. It, it really is. <laughs> it really is. I hope Benoit wasn't actually in the bath for that long. <laughs> I don't think so. I hope it was an but, exaggeration. Yeah, it, it could just be a whenever he's on like video call with them, maybe that's when he just happens to be in the bath. Right. So it was more of an exaggeration uh, for them, but as far as they know, he has not gotten out of that bath. Yeah, especially if they're all on call and that's the only thing they've exactly. seen. Exactly. Yeah. But then, of course, we have it, it zoom out a little bit from Benoit and we see that there's a bajillion books and stuff piled around the bathtub. So it really does kind of seem like he's been in the bath for a week. Yeah. Which so. I, I, I think also <laughs> begs the question of has he in, has he like, is he just hanging out in the bathroom that entire time, or is he legitimately in the bath the entire time? I don't know. I don't know either, but it's a little concerning, and I understand why. But again, like I, I think it would be more of an exaggeration that he's in the bath all week. Like I don't think that's the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, I hope not. But yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting. You can tell. 
Benoit is obviously very bored. He's not enjoying lockdown. Yeah. It's it's just a whole thing. He's like, I just want something else to do. I want to go do something. I don't want to be stuck in my apartment anymore. Like, give me anything to do. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's very obvious that he's one of those people who does not do well staying in one place doing no. nothing. Uh, which, I mean, there's there's tons of people like that. Oh, like, yeah. I, I know a lot of people just hated lockdown. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't see anyone. Um, mm-hmm. And I like I totally understand that. Like, humans are social creatures. We yes. have to go do stuff. Yes. Uh, at least a little bit. <laughs> at least a little bit, yeah. Some of us are, like, major introverts and antisocial. So. Us. <laughs> us. Us. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's very true. Okay, so they are on the island. They all made it to Greece. We find out that Benoit, you know, has also been invited because when he's in... Oh, this is this is the other important part about this bath scene. Is when he's in there, he gets told that there's a box for him. And so we're like, oh, he got invited too. But we don't see him open the box. We don't see anything, you know. Or like there's a package or something. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay. And then he shows up in in Greece too. And we're like, okay... Benoit, you got to go to this party. Do you even know these people? <laughs> you know? I, I yeah. thought that was interesting. But, you know, of course, they're not going to show all of their cards to us at the beginning. So yeah. we just kind of oh, have yeah. to assume he actually was invited to this gathering of friends. I mean, we had no reason to think that he wasn't invited. That's true. Other than the fact that they all were like, who are you and why are you here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every single one of Miles's friends were like, why is Benoit Blanc here? <laughs> Which I mean, like they, you know, after they meet him, he introduces himself, whatever. They're like, oh, you're that detective guy. Oh, Miles invited a detective to his murder mystery party. Woo. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of just like, okay, then I guess. Like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, they're all on the island. Miles comes to welcome them. First, though, before they even get on the boat, they're very surprised that Andy shows up at all. Every single one of them is surprised by Benoit. And then they're like, oh, you know, whatever. And then they're all very surprised by Andy. And they're like, what? Yeah, because she shows up, like, right as they're all about to take off. Yeah, yeah. And so then they all get on the boat, you know, and they head to the island in Greece. Which this is also when they all get their vaccines. I don't know if it was like an actual vaccine or what. Well, what else could it have been? He says that they don't need their masks anymore. I don't know because like he had them open their mouths and he shot whatever it was like into their throat. And so yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to call this. Yeah, I don't know what I would have called it either. I I want to say it's a vaccine. That's the only thing I can think of I would that say, it could yeah, have it's, been. It's like a vaccine or some sort of medicine or something i was supposed to like clear out their system i don't know but it's just it's weird it was weird weird. that's true yeah but they're all you know they they get to greece and miles is like happy to see everyone he welcomes them all you know and eventually it gets to where he sees benoit and he's like okay i guess (laughs) and then Mm. he sees andy and he's like um yeah why are you here yeah and you know after watching the movie you understand exactly why he's like um why are you here (laughs) because she's supposed to be dead (laughs) i mean well i mean didn't she get an invitation like miles invited her (laughs) 
Yes, but he so, also killed her. Well, yeah, but still, it's like, oh, invitation. Well, I don't think she had an invitation on her, but it was like, you invited no, me. No, because she gave it to um, Benoit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but like that's that's why he's surprised. He's like, the fuck? You're supposed to be dead. Well, I mean, like, I, I feel like he probably knows that Andy has a twin sister, so he's probably like... Hmm. Well, it's obviously it's not Andy. I think I know who this is, but it, it's definitely yeah. a uh, like you know the entire group knows like oh like Andy's not really part of the group anymore. We all testified against her, or whatever. So like, what is she doing here? And so of course, yeah. Miles is also asking, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. And my question is, how far apart are these things that happened? Like, was it just like a month or two ago that they had this whole testify the uh, court thing? Or has it been, like, a year? I don't know. I don't... Well... I don't know. It's just... I I think think they said it was back in, like, August. So it was, like, a year ago. Yeah, ish. Ish. Almost a year ago. Yeah. I want to say that was what they had said. But obviously, I don't know. And the plot doesn't describe exactly when. But I think they mentioned August a few times in the movie. It's possible. I, I still wonder, though, why Miles even sent Andy an invitation in the first place. Well, I think it's because maybe he wanted to tie up loose ends, possibly. And of course, he didn't know that she still had the original napkin yet, because... Well, she didn't even know. Yeah, she found it eventually and then sent the email after, I think, the boxes had already been sent out. I think so. I think that's... Yeah. I want to say that's why she still had the invitation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to tie up loose ends. Like, I could see that being why. Like, I think maybe he was thinking that he would be able to get back on her good side and, you know, bring her over to to seeing his side of everything, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. But then Uh, she sent the email and then he was like, well... That would make sense. Okay, I could see that. And then the box arrived, I think they said like two days after she was dead, because that's when Helen was like going through her stuff or like trying to help clean up uh, her sister's stuff, and that's when the box got there. I think. It took a long time for that box to get there then. Well, I think they were being built for a long time too, but I have no clue. I don't know. Even if the boxes were still being built, you would think that Miles would have said like, hey, heads up. Oh, well, I guess maybe not like a hey, heads up, you know. No, I don't think died. he would have done that because I think yeah. that I think he wanted to keep that one under wraps. Cause, um, I think so, yeah. Or at least have it come out as a suicide, you know? Yes, exactly. Which, because those boxes, they looked like they were pretty sturdy. So it would have probably taken a little bit for them to ship, at least. Yeah. Especially if they were shipping, like, over ground or something. And that would probably mean that he had sent it. And then Andy had sent her email after she had found the napkin. And so the box was already in transit when she sent that. And then he went to kill her and she died. And then the box arrived while Helen was cleaning up. That sounds right. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think a box of that size would take a while to get to where it's supposed to be. (laughs) 
Yeah. But yeah, anyway, he's very surprised to see her. He's like, okay. And, you know, of course, all of his friends just assume it's because they had a falling out. They have no clue it's because she got murdered by him. And he was not expecting to see her face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but he welcomes them all to the glass onion anyway. And is like, this is where we're going to be doing the murder mystery. It's going to be so fun you're gonna solve my murder and i just it's just really entertaining because they're some of them are just so stupid that they're like are you gonna be like dead like will we be able to talk (laughs) to you right yeah and he's like well i'm not gonna be dead the whole weekend (laughs) yeah he's like we can still hang out but i'm not gonna answer your questions (laughs) because it's a murder mystery (laughs) i just it's entertaining. I just... How do you have friends that are... Well, I guess he's pretty dumb himself, but... He he is. It's really funny because you kind of see the progression from, like, oh, my God, super smart, you know, billionaire, all the way to, oh, my God, he's immature and he's, you know, stealing others' ideas and making them his own. And he's, like, he doesn't really have a brain, but he has currently has the money now. Yeah. Because he, like, backed all these people and... Uh, I, I think he just has the, um, like, the conversation smarts-ish. Put it that way-ish. Kinda he doesn't like he, have he, the vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't necessarily have the vocabulary, but I think he has, like, the charisma to talk to the right people and to yeah. be like, hey, you really want to back these people. Like, they're good. I know them. Uh, like, he just, he, he has the charisma. I think that's what it is. It's the charisma. Yeah. He doesn't have the smarts. But he's able to talk to people and get them to believe him in whatever situation it is, you know? Yeah, you're very right about that, for sure. I did think it was interesting because Colleen chatted in the in the movie chat channel thing, whatever that thing is called. She said, is this another, hey, I'm cutting you all off kind of movie? Because everyone seemed to be upset with him. Everyone seemed to, like, want something from him. And he kind of did seem to be kind of like, ah, you know? like we're just gonna cut it all off that's kind of the vibe that we were given with how this situation was playing out as like the night went on they had like little conversations here and there and like you got to hear like different people's perspectives on like what was going on with them and miles and stuff but i don't know if it actually was supposed to be like that i think it kind of presented itself that way at first yeah and then by the time you get to the end you're like oh no he's not cutting them off He's just controlling them with his money. Yes. Yeah. Because I I don't remember why I specifically asked that, but I think it was like... Well, I think it's because... I think it was... um, Oh, which one was it? It was like a a Duke or a Claire thing. I think he made a comment about how they would find something out later or whatever. And so that's when you were like, okay, is this a cutting off type movie? Yeah, that (laughs) sounds about right. Because, like, there were definitely some things where it was, or, like, I know eventually, it was probably later than this, but eventually we get to a point where um, Birdie's, I think it's her assistant. Yes. Whose name is Peg, Peg. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Peg basically goes to Benoit and says, like, please don't let Birdie take the fall for this. Like, please don't make her take the fall for this. Like, that. that's kind of when it's like, oh, 
Like, it's still a little bit on the, is this a, hey, I'm cutting you off kind of thing where he's just letting her go? Or is this a, hey, I'm controlling you with my money kind of thing? And I think that's kind of where we start to see the shift from potentially cutting people off to, no, they just want my money. They need my money for one reason or another. Yeah. And instead, I'm just controlling them. They're going to do what I want because they need my money. Yeah, and that's when we get to actually truly see that he is kind of, in essence, like blackmailing all of them a little bit. Because when Peg does ask him not to make Birdie say that, he's like, oh no, you have to make sure that she makes that announcement, makes that statement. And he, yes. like, he says it like he's being nice, but you can tell that he's not being nice it's one it's just one of those situations where someone looks and sounds like they're being very very nice and kind but the words that are coming out of their mouth are very much not exactly yes if i described that correctly i hope i did <laughs> no I, I i think you did i think okay. that's a good way to describe it because there are there are so many movies where like the villains come off this way they're not wholly bad from how they are around people and everything like that it's mostly like their actions and the way they bend people to doing what they want yeah so that's usually what makes like a pretty strong villain that's like hard to like deal with I guess, because it's easier to deal with someone who's fully evil. Like Cruella DeVille, easy to hate her. Fuck her, you know? Yep, yep. But then you get, like, a villain like Miles, who's charismatic and friendly to his friends when they're on his side and doing what he wants them to do. But then not nice when they're just kind of pushing back, you know? Exactly. That's the kind of villain you don't want to deal with. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, but going back to kind of just like they've just shown up at the island they're all like getting ready for dinner miles you know shows off his little glass sculpture collection which i was kind of like okay whatever it was weird (laughs) it was weird yeah i was like what's the point of the glass sculpture collection i really i wouldn't want them (laughs) yeah exactly i was like i do not care about these and then he shows off the mona lisa which is the actual Mona Lisa that he is he has on loan from the Louvre and it's like oh you know I could only get it if I had like specific protection in place if any if any threat comes too nearby this glass will like shoot up in front of the painting itself to protect it things like that you know he, he demonstrates by lighting a uh, lighter so there's a flame and the glass shoots up and it's just like okay interesting and then he stupidly shows them yep. the button to like turn it off you know to uh because he had a kill switch activated. yeah he had a kill switch yeah he had a kill <laughs> switch to put the glass back down so that the mona lisa wasn't protected yeah. and it was like well that was the stupidest thing you could have done right he's like, like real. i just want to be able to look her in the eyes Okay, buddy. Without the glass. The glass isn't stopping you. (laughs) There's a glass box around it already. I don't know what you want. You're going to be looking at it through glass anyways. Right. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know? He's special. I don't know. It was the stupidest thing. Oh, I was going to say, I just, I I know for, like, towards the end of the movie, we get to a scene where the glass keeps going up and down and up and down. And I was like, I don't know why it's doing that, but it's stupid. I agree. (laughs) 
I, I thought I can appreciate why they did it. Okay, I can yes. appreciate, I guess, quote unquote, the comedic value of it. But yeah. there, there got it got to a point where it just was happening too much. I just didn't think it was funny anymore. Like it was funny a little bit at the very beginning, but then it just kept happening. Yeah, I'm thinking of at the very end, kind of where things are like extremely tense. Yeah. And it just keeps going up and down yeah. and up and down. There's lots of shouting. There's lots it of just didn't things make, happening. I and I, I think it was supposed to add to the tension somehow, but it was more just annoying and not needed. Yeah, it was just dumb honest. and it was jarring too because it pulled you out of like what was actually happening. Exactly. Yeah. So because they would, I think they would that's keep going. Why. Yeah, they would keep going between what was happening to the Mona Lisa and the glass going up and down and yep. up and down and then back to the action and then back to the Mona Lisa and it just, yeah. it wasn't needed. It wasn't. And I, I don't know, like, I understand why they did it, Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I get it. But at the same time, they really could have just done without doing that. Like, we understand how the glass works. Okay, we get it. You know, there's a threat nearby, whatever. That's fine. But I don't know. I I think what they could have done instead is just, you know, the thing, everything is getting tense. Things are heating up. They could have shown the glass going up. Yep. And kept it there. Yep. And then, of course, by the end, when we kind of, like, hit the climax, whatever, everything is on fire. And then, you know, uh, Helen goes for the kill switch and does that Mona Lisa sword, whatever. I think that would have been fine. I think so, too. Just as long as we had something to show that, hey, the Mona Lisa is being protected by the glass. Like, oh, yeah, hey, don't forget the Mona Lisa is here. Yes. You know, just something like that. So we don't forget about it. And then later at the very end, we're like, oh, right. The kill switch. But instead, it was just an annoying thing of the glass going up and down that was not needed. Well, and I was also going to say, like, throughout that scene, like, what is the cooldown on the glass needing to stay up? Like, how long does it have to stay up? What? How long How long until it goes back down, you know? And, like, why did it happen so many times in that one conversation with someone going and hitting the kill switch every time? Like, that's not... Yes. What? <laughs> like, it just yeah. did not make sense for it to be going up and down like that. So, yes, you know, I, I definitely like I agree. <laughs> Yes, I definitely agree. And I think they do make the comment towards the beginning where it was like, oh, if people get too loud, it'll go up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, interesting. And so it seems very... Volatile? Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it seems... I'm trying to think of it's what word I'm looking touchy. for. It's touchy. Yeah, it's touchy. It's very touchy. And so the fact that it kept going down didn't make sense. No. If we're being honest. Like, it seemed like it should have stayed up. Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd think that with how many people were there it would have just stayed up the whole time because that's too dangerous you know exactly and like it's very like i would say the glass mechanic is very touchy very buggy in a sense as in it's probably not working the way it should yeah i don't know i don't either but they get into the glass onion you know he's got drinks for everyone it's a great time whatever and then you know they do their dinner they all sit down to have food yes but prior just real quick real right right before this benoit did have a little chat with miles and miles is like i didn't invite you and he's like well i got an invitation it had a bunch of children's puzzles in it and blah 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 you know and miles is like huh okay and he's like was there a way to like reset the box like is that possible and he's like oh someone definitely reset the box and sent it to you as a gag he's like i'm so sorry and then he's like but you can totally stay so just stay hang out It'll be great, you know? So that's that's Miles being all okay with Benoit being there, right? Yes. 
And then we have the dinner. And this is supposed to be the beginning of his murder mystery weekend, you know? And I just, I made a few comments here. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, how the fuck? I would never, I could never. Because they were sitting at this table and Ben was like, is, is, the, is the murder mystery started yet? And he was like, well, I wasn't going to start it for another like... 20 minutes or whatever but I guess it could start now and so then Ben was like alright cool I already solved it and he's like this is what happened and he tells him everything and exactly why and all this and Miles you can see him get angry yes. <laughs> he is not happy that Benoit fucked over his murder mystery <laughs> exactly and you know he has him open up the locket around his neck he has him prove everything he's like it was it was supposed to be birdie it was you you have her little gem her diamond whatever you know all of this stuff is pointing and all this and and then right after he finishes his description and explanation as to what happened that is when the crossbow goes off and shoots miles <laughs> yep shoots miles like directly in the chest yeah and uh, like <laughs> It's very obviously like, okay, he's he has to be wearing something that protects him so he's not actually yeah. dead. But at the same time, it looks very real that maybe yeah. the arrow did pierce him because you yeah. just see, like, blood start it's to like go. A, a spurt of blood. I thought that was kind of a comedic, though, like the spurting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was. It was meant to be comedic. And obviously for the murder mystery game, yeah. for the whole thing, it was supposed to look real it was. in some way, shape, or form. And so they it just, it was what it was. Yeah. Miles was ready for it, but Benoit figured it out he before did. it could actually start. Oops. I know, right? And so then, you know, Miles is like, oh, whatever, it's so dumb. And so he like storms off and uh, Benoit follows him and is like, hey, uh, there's only one reason I ruined your party, by the way. And he's like, all of your friends have a reason to kill you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he goes ahead and, like, explains why each person might have some beef with him. He's like, I've been kind of paying attention throughout the day that we've all been hanging out here for a little bit. And I, I think they all have motive to want to kill you. So that's why I wanted to get this over with, because... I think that maybe you should just not have them all here. I think that you grabbed everyone who might have a motive to kill you and put them all on the same island in a remote location, mm -hmm. giving them the opportunity to kill you, putting the murder idea into their heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Oh, but there was this one quote from earlier that I wanted to make sure that we chatted about because i thought it was like a really good quote for a movie that just didn't feel that serious but the quote is it's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth and i don't know i just thought that was really interesting and like a good little statement that actually happens um a lot throughout this movie i'm not gonna yeah. lie <laughs> yeah yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I mean, I don't, we don't need to like go fully into depth on discussing. I just, I wanted everyone to know that this quote is in this movie and it is wonderful. So there you go. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, so Benoit, you know, he's obviously angered Miles. Miles is upset with him. He stormed off. He took his little vest off that had his like blood packet. Yep. 
and now they're spending the weekend just hanging out <laughs> and all spending of- the night hanging that's, out that's true oh i was gonna say because we do go back to i guess while miles and benoit are having their chat yes. we go back to the rest of the group and they're all talking and they're kind of like you know what? i think i'm gonna go home tomorrow morning like i think yeah. i'm leaving tomorrow like no reason to stay the rest of the evening you know we don't have to play the stupid murder mystery game because benoit solved it already yeah i don't know where do we go from here <laughs> oh i was just gonna say go for it miles and benoit while their friends are having this little chat benoit is up there and he's like oh is this the famous napkin i've heard this story ah yes and in my mind i was like is this kind of like the napkin story with like jk rowling and how she like wrote harry potter on like napkins or something is it like is it that kind of story you know it totally is okay it totally is (laughs) but (laughs) i i don't know how popular miles's napkin story would be considering he's not like a major author you know Mm -hmm. like how many people would know that he quote unquote wrote out his plan on a napkin how many people would know that and how popular would that have been among yeah, people? I think it depends on just how popular he is, how well yeah. known he is in this universe, you know? Yeah. Because obviously he, obviously this is a fake character, so we don't know him. Totally. We, yeah. Totally made up. But we do have some people that I think we are kind of like, oh, you know, we, we've heard these things. We've heard that, you know, J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter on a napkin. We know that, what is it, like Steve Jobs started out in his garage or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. But so things like that, like if he is that well known, that that might be something that people know. But I think also... Was it after he lets Andy go as CEO, like removes her as CEO? Is that when he's like, oh, look, I found the napkin. And then they just yeah. blow that up. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was very, it was very obviously a, hey, Andy, fuck you mm-hmm. kind of thing. It wasn't a true, oh, I found the napkin. It was just, we got to do something big so that people forget about Andy. Yeah. Like, here's here oh look i found the napkin that everything was written on Ooh, and so yeah i i think that's what that was to be honest especially since i think the napkin is really what solidified his um claim to the company being his yes so he really was able to cut andy out of it because he had the napkin that he initially wrote it on and andy couldn't find hers yeah because they ask you know do you still have the napkin and she says no because as far as she knows she does not have it. That's true. That's a good point. And in any case, did... I don't know. I guess maybe Andy did have it and Miles did not. But how does Miles remember what was on the napkin? I guess That's what I was going to say. How did Miles remember exactly how the napkin looked? Like, did he have a picture of it that he could just copy down in his handwriting? I'm thinking maybe he did. I think so, at least. Cause stupid. <laughs> I mean, if you have the nap, if it was written on a napkin, like, what are you going to do? Keep the napkin? <laughs> I mean, right. But the thing is, if he has a picture of it, that means he has proof that it was Andy. <laughs> exactly. But why would he show everyone the proof? I'm not saying he would. I'm saying people might want to look at his uh, image files. <laughs> Who said he's going to let them? <laughs> well, if it's. What is it? What is it? If it's not subpoenaed, but if it's maybe it is subpoenaed, uh, I don't know. Might, I have no idea. I don't know. If legal it jargon. gets brought into the oh shoot, I can't remember what the name of it is called. No idea. 
Discovery. Discovery? It's Discovery. All of their evidence goes into Discovery, and they can Ah. check out the Discovery for what they want to use to prove their side. That's what it is. Okay, gotcha. they would have had to bring his, I guess, Google account or something into Discovery (laughs) to be able to look at all of his images. (laughs) If he has it on Google Photos, you know? (laughs) Yep. But anyway, not important. He happens to have memories of this napkin somewhere. Somehow he writes it out, and it looks just like the one that we find Andy has later. Yep. So I'm not really sure how he got it exactly perfect, but sure. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds fantastic. (laughs) So we have that, obviously we have that moment where Benoit and Miles come back down to the party with everyone, and, you know, the party is just, like, dead Everyone sounds like they're really upset and annoyed and frustrated. And everyone's talking about, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to leave tomorrow, things like that. And Miles is kind of like, no, no, you know, stay. He's like, stay. I have, like, everything we can do here. We can party it up for at least a few more days. It'll be fine. Like, we can all hang out, you know. This is when I... I was like, so now someone dies. <laughs> yep. Because yep. I was like, what else is going to happen? Someone's going to die at some point and it's got to happen like now or else the movie is like going to go way slower than I thought it would, you know? Yep. And I was like, we got to figure out who. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we didn't. We did not guess who was going to die. <laughs> nope. It just it happens to get to a point where, you know, the move, like the party gets back in the swing. You know, everyone starts to have a little bit better of a time again. They all have their drinks. Yeah, I trying to think because it, it was a point where when this person dies, it's mm-hmm. Duke. Duke dies. Mm-hmm. It, it's a point where Miles is very much trying to distract everyone. Be like, oh, bring the mood up. Oh, we're having so much fun. Look at Birdie. Birdie twirl. Show us your dress. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I think it was right after Duke showed Miles something on his phone. Yeah. Yeah. So Duke shows Miles something on his phone. He's like, oh, this changes things, right? And Miles is like, oh, hell yeah, it does. Let's talk about Alpha News and everything. And we we do later find out that what Duke showed Miles on his phone was that Andy had died because now the news has broken that Andy is dead. So who is this other woman here pretending to be Andy? Yeah. And we know that other people don't know about it because they don't have their phones on them. You know, Birdie can never find her phone. It's also not allowed for her to have her phone, I guess. There's like some rule against it or whatever. She's on like a lockdown from her phone while in lockdown. Yes, her her assistant, (laughs) Peg, has made it a rule so that she doesn't tweet anything that will ruin her, you know? I don't remember what she had tweeted before. Because I think she tells us, like, when we first meet her, what she had tweeted. Oh, it was about Jews. Oh, right. Yeah, Mm because she thought thought the term Jewy meant, like, poor or something. Yeah. And so it was kind of like... No. No. That's not no. what that means. <laughs> so she's she's not allowed to have her phone. Yeah, because she doesn't want her to tweet anything else that's like racist or yeah. bad. Yeah. Which is good. Let's let's not yes, have her yes. tweet that. Huge <laughs> praise for her assistant Mag. Or sorry, Peg. Huge <laughs> praise for Peg. You know, Peg is doing whatever she can to save both of them. Yeah, she is, because she knows that if Birdie goes down, since all she has on her resume is Birdie, she probably won't really get a better job in politics and stuff like that. 
Exactly. So, and that's her goal is to ultimately be able to get some better situations for herself. Yes, correct. So then, you know, of course, Duke has shown Miles this this post about Helen's sister dying, Andy. Andy died. And he goes and sits down on the couch. And, of course, we have Miles, you know, bringing his drink over to where Duke is, being all like, oh, yeah, guys, like, watch, watch Birdie, watch Birdie, you know. And we don't actually, I don't think we see him hand the drink to Duke. But maybe we do, and we just weren't paying attention when it happened. I don't think we see it then. But at the same time... I don't see that Miles, I, I don't feel that Miles actually handed Duke the drink. Although, like, I understand why people would say that. Video. That's what it shows, quote unquote. Because basically, Miles sets his drink down right next to Duke's, and Duke yeah. goes to grab his drink. But I just the way they were positioned, it didn't seem like Miles went, this is your drink. It right. seemed it was just like maybe he'll go for it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just the the words handing it to him are what I have issues with because it doesn't seem like he handed it to him. I think I'm gonna have to watch it again to see if we do see him hand it to him or not. Yeah, because it, it was so definitely like Miles definitely kind of like set it on the table yeah. in front of him. Uh, so I, I I don't know. Like yeah, I think it's very close to being kind of like hand it to him. It's more mm-hmm. like a guide. He was more guiding him. Yeah, that's a good sense. point because he did put it down and like he put made it down. It yes, clear that it was there and close to Duke. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to rewatch it and see. But yeah. you know, Duke grabs Miles's drink and takes a you know a swig of it mm-hmm. <laughs> and. While Birdie is still doing her little twirly dress thingy, that's when we start finding out that Duke is dying. We hear him, like, choking, basically. Yes. And (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what was the thing he was allergic to? Pineapple? (laughs) Yeah. I, I, like, I immediately was like, oh, he's having an allergic reaction. He had pineapple in his drink. Someone gave him pineapple. Like, I, I immediately was like, oh, he's... I know what happened. Like, there was no question. (laughs) Both Colleen and I immediately were like, oh, yes, pineapple. That's the one. That's what it is. (laughs) Like, like we were both like, we know what happened. (laughs) But I think think the interesting thing is that, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out, like, oh, is he choking? Like, what's happening? And I think they check, and I think it's Benoit who checks. And Benoit says something about, like, his airway was not obstructed or yeah. something like that. And yeah. I'm like, I feel like his throat is probably closing up though. Yeah. Are you not able to see that? That's what I was going to say. I feel like it would be closing up if he has like exactly. that, like violent of a reaction to pineapple juice. Exactly. You know? So I was a little bit like, okay, so is this not an allergic reaction? Like, what's Definitely. happening? definitely an allergic reaction (laughs) it definitely was oh it 100% was but I was just like I feel like we missed something well and I was wondering I was like how did Benoit miss this period you know like I feel like he's so good at like always paying attention to everything going on around him and what's going on in the room and stuff that like all of a sudden you know Benoit has no clue how Duke is dying like I was like I feel like Benoit would have been able to figure something out or like have some idea, right? But he doesn't say anything. And maybe he 
well, you know, he does know because we find that out later. But maybe it was a matter of him, like, not wanting to spill the beans yet because he hadn't exactly figured out everyone's motive and who was doing what totally. So he wasn't totally sure about the full story yet. I think that could be it. I could see that being the reason why he's like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Because I feel like he would have known. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because as we saw in the, the first movie in Knives Out, by the time we get to the end, it's like, oh, how did you know that I was a part of this? I had something to do with Harlan's murder or whatever. And he's like, you had to drop blood on your shoe the first time we saw each other. Yeah. The first time we met. So it's like, he's very obviously very smart. He's very observant. He yep. knows things. He realizes things very quickly. So I think here it was, I do agree with you. I do think he was just holding that information back so he could figure out everything. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, they, they still don't know who murdered Andy. Yeah. So they need to figure that out first. And that's I their guess. ultimate goal is to figure that out here. And I think that's exactly. why, because if, if Benoit had said immediately, like, oh, this is what happened to Duke, you know, I saw this happen or this definitely happened or whatever. I think that everyone would have like clammed up and possibly like decided that they were going to protect Miles anyway, yes. especially if Benoit knew that it was Miles, which I'm pretty sure he knew it was Miles. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. Currently, at the very least, I think if he wasn't like completely sure right now then I think by the end he would have remembered like oh this is what happened right before he died Miles came and sat next to him and put his drink down and then Duke took a drink from whose glass I don't know but I I, I think it's definitely he at least saw it and can work on processing it if he hadn't figured it out already exactly and so then you know we have Duke we have dead Duke Mm -hmm. unfortunately and everyone's like freaking out a little bit And then, of course, Miles is like, oh, my gosh, Benoit, you have to help me, you know? And it's like, oh, what does he have to help you with? And he's like, I had this all planned out, like, because a, like, a dong sounds out. Oh, right. Yes. And the hourly dong. Yeah. And Benoit's like, oh, that's the hourly dong, you know? And he's like, no, it's not. He's like, I had the setup so that that would go off this much into the murder mystery and then the power would go out. And Benoit's like, what? And so then the power goes out. And <laughs> oh, yes. Before that specifically happens, though, like right after Duke dies, I think they do point out, like, oh my God, he drank from Miles's glass. Yes. And Miles is like, oh my God, someone tries to kill me. Someone is trying to kill me. Yeah. Because obviously, if Duke took a drink from Miles's glass, then someone put something in there to make Duke die. Well, couldn't have been pineapple. No way. No. <laughs> And uh, and it's also during this point where they think that Andy poisoned Duke. Yeah. Because Andy's not there at that moment. No. And neither not. is Whiskey. I think Whiskey went after Andy for one reason or another. Yeah, Whiskey. I don't know why Whiskey was I don't remember why. Well, no, Whiskey was there. I thought when she Duke came back. died. Maybe she, oh, you might be right. And then she runs away afterwards and, like, freaks out. Yeah. And that's when she finds Andy, like, ransacking rooms. Yes, I believe so. And then she comes back and tells everyone that Andy is ransacking rooms. Yes, correct. (laughs) 
it and then the power goes out <laughs> yeah and so everyone's on edge everyone's like oh my gosh we're all against yes. each other here <laughs> and and of course right after duke died you know they send someone to go call the police and mm-hmm. the police are you know the police are summoned but won't arrive until morning yeah and this is also when they figure out that duke's pistol is missing the pistol that he carries absolutely everywhere with him yeah. he never puts the gun down never but yeah and then this is when the power goes out never once freaking out splitting up whatever and it's important to remember that earlier in this movie benoit was having a little chat with miles about how uh some of these games happen where a loaded pistol is left on a table and then the power goes out and you know someone gets shot or whatever you know stuff like that like true literally mentions that whole scenario and guess fucking what miles steals it and goes and uses it (laughs) yep he goes oh shit well uh fake andy can't stay alive so what can i do instead so he goes and tries to kill her he shoots her in the dark (laughs) yeah of course he's running around kind of yelling like andy andy Mm -hmm. where are you and yeah. it's when Andy and Benoit find each other outside. And basically yep. what you see, what we see as the audience is someone inside some part of a building uh, with, don't know, a, <laughs> with a gloved hand is holding the gun and shoots through glass and hits Helen yep. playing as Andy. And yep. it's like, oh no, she's dead. Like that that's essentially what you see. She she dies. She's on the steps, Benoit's yeah. standing there over her, and the group finds them after that. Especially since the scene that we see right after she gets shot is her just laying there with something red on her. Yes, you know, it so it looks, looks like, like it's blood. It looks like it's blood. And then the <laughs> everyone shows up and they're like, Oh no, Andy's dead. Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, we should move the body. And Benoit's like, nah, she's not going anywhere. We can just And no leave one's it here. showing up because it's Cause... a private island, so Exactly. Exactly. So it's not a big deal. He's like, let's just all go back inside and try to figure this out. And Colleen and I kind of both were like, are they going to think Benoit did that? Mm-hmm. And then no one, no one thinks Benoit did it. So we're like, okay, never mind. I guess Benoit's totally innocent always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> he could get away with exactly. murder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next movie. The next movie, Benoit accidentally commits murder and then no one believes that it's him. Right. (laughs) But then we... I'm trying to think. Is this when we get the flashback? I think so. I think it is because my next comment mentions Hugh Grant and Hugh Grant was in the flashback. He wasn't in the real movie movie. Oh, I see. Because he's the guy who opens Benoit's door. Yes, yes. Okay, so flashback time, guys. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Grant, our, our friendly, I don't know who he is to Benoit, but he opens the door to Benoit's apartment and is get, like, oh. I get the feeling like he's like Benoit's personal yes. assistant or something. That's Maybe. my best guess. Or his that. housekeeper. Like a yeah, butler exactly. that, That's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, like a butler. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but we, we open, you know, he opens the door to Helen and Helen is standing there with a smashed box. Yeah, I... I think... 
I, I, yeah, I think it's smashed when she brings it to him. I'm trying to remember okay. the beginning of the movie when Benoit, when we see Benoit in the, in the bath. And doesn't Hugh Grant's character say, like, you have a package or something? So yeah. while, while yeah. you were, like, reading the plot summary, we were discussing it earlier. I was like, wait, if he received a package, but Helen brought him a box that's smashed, I'm very confused. That's the, that's the package. package, I guess. <laughs> but I was very confused for a moment where I was like, wait, hold on. I just think it's funny that his, like, assistant guy, Hugh Grant dude, was, like, oh, you have a package, instead of being like, exactly. there's a girl with a broken box well, here. It, it, obviously, <laughs> to not give it away, you had to say, hey, you have a package. Uh, but, yeah, no, if this were any other situation, you would probably be like, hey, Benoit, you have a visitor. Right. But to not give it away, they had to say package, so whatever. But it's fine. So she she shows up with her smashed, destroyed sister's invitation, right? And he gets out of the bath, you know, obviously, and is like, in, intrigued by what's going on so he goes and has a little chat with Helen and she explains that you know her sister committed suicide but she doesn't believe that she did because there's no real reason for her to and all this stuff and like all the drama that's going on with the friend yes, yes. and she mentions that her sister had kept like journals and diaries since she was like six years old yes. wrote in them religiously and so she had looked through her mm-hmm. sister's journals and saw absolutely no reason for her to commit suicide yeah so that's another thing she had already done all of her research going through her sister's things because if her sister is dead now someone from the family has to go through her stuff and you know figure out what they're gonna do with it so that's why she was there that's what she was doing and she got the box got delivered and she smashed it open and found out that was an invitation to Miles' party. So then she decided that for sure, because she had already decided that her sister definitely didn't commit suicide, you know, and it was definitely a murder of some sort, that she needed to probably try and figure out someone who could help her figure out her her sister's yes. murder, you know, get behind it, get it all figured out. And she chose Benoit, and he's like, oh, I get to help you with this? <laughs> he's like excited about yeah. it. <laughs> and um and she's like yeah you know and he's like well how would you feel about pretending to be your sister and going to this party on her invitation and she's like well is it safe and ben was like well no i can't guarantee that it would be safe and he's like i can't ask you to do this we're not gonna do it i'm i can't i can't accept this and she's like nope i'm gonna do it and he's like okay i'll do it too yeah, and he, <laughs> so- he makes it very clear to her he's <laughs> like i'm not a bodyguard i cannot protect yeah her. Yeah, he's like, I can't help you if things go south. So, I am sorry. You are putting yourself in danger. I literally have no possible way to protect you. And she's like, Yeah, he he basically says... You know, I will help you solve the murder. That's all I can do. Yeah. I can help you solve this, but I cannot protect you. Yeah. He's like, I can solve it. And then we have to get the police involved. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, he's like, I'm not Batman. I'm not a visual And he also, he also (laughs) mentions that he can uh, delay the announcement of her sister's death to the media because obviously this whole thing with, between Miles and Andy and their company, Alpha, 
has been a huge thing. Miles is known as a billionaire and everything. So obviously this is going to make news. And he's like, I can delay the announcement, but only for like a week. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, I can, I can try and pull some strings, get that sorted. So that then when you do show up, no one knows that you're already dead, you know, because then it wouldn't work if she showed up and they were like, but Andy exactly. Yeah. You know, no one would talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) But we get this this moment where she's talking to Benoit about how much she hates like the whole group of Andy's old friends and stuff and she like calls them shit. Yeah, she she mentions <laughs> that the group calls themselves the disruptors, but I just call them the yeah. shitheads. Yeah. I said new group name, let's go. <laughs> we love it. It's perfect. It's it's genuinely it's perfect. But, you know, they keep having their little conversation. They're figuring out their plan for like what they're going to do, you know. Helen's going to go change her yeah. hair. She's going to listen to her sister's podcast, learn how to talk like her, all of this stuff. And then, you know, she she makes a comment. And I this isn't important, but I feel like it's important because it was made in the first one too, <laughs> where she says, "You must be really good at Clue." And he's like, "No, I'm very bad at dumb things yep. <laughs> he's like i hate checking boxes i think that's so stupid but anyway you know they they have their conversation they've figured out their plan helen's gonna go as andy benoit's gonna go under the pretense that he also received a box that was just reset yes. you know and that it'll work and it does <laughs> miles is just like oh okay I guess someone sent you their box Mm. sure (laughs) I don't know why he just goes with it you know like if you have a certain number of them made I mean I guess he wouldn't know if you could reset the box or not because he is kind of stupid he is kind of stupid yeah you're right I'm sure for some of them at least they might have connections for people who could reset the box if needed if necessary they could probably figure it out maybe so I I think he is kind of like oh you know what maybe so and so you know reset the box like he might have ideas of who did it uh who mm-hmm. maybe was smart enough to do it probably claire or um lionel yeah it's probably it <laughs> yeah probably probably honestly. they're the the most powerful <laughs> exactly ones because he knows that andy's dead and i think andy would be the only other yeah. one <laughs> Who would be able to do that? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, the flashback is over. You know, we go back to present time. Mm. And this is when we get to see Andy's side of everything from when they get there to, you know, further. And this is, you know, now that we know it's Helen and we get to see like her anger and how frustrated she is at seeing all of these people who used to be her sister's friends and how like just so annoyed with how dumb they are she is. (laughs) And, you know, her whole thing, Benoit was like, I need you to go around and eavesdrop on everyone. You need to learn as much information as you can and then report back to me. And she has her own like little notebook or something, mm-hmm. which I think is so funny because yeah. <laughs> it's like real life clue because she's just like jotting down little notes as she goes. But she eavesdrops on everyone's conversations. She hears Claire talking to what was his name? Lionel. Yeah, Lionel. She hears Claire talking to Lionel about how they're both signed off on clear and it's not a good idea and they both know it's not a good idea and all this stuff is she knows about that she knows that birdie yes birdie is being uh forced to make a statement yeah i i want i want to talk about why she's making a <laughs> yes, statement go for real it. quick because i think go it's the funniest it. thing <laughs> go for it because 
Birdie, uh, like, I, I guess it was right before the pandemic started or, like, right as the pandemic was starting, she started her own, like, sweatpant company or sweat uh, mm-hmm. suit company. I don't know, whatever. And so, of course, once the pandemic hit and everyone was like, oh, yeah, let's buy sweatpants and be comfy all day at home. Uh, you know, it, it hit it off. It set off. She became really rich doing that. Whatever. And yeah. apparently, when they were getting this whole thing started, she got a text from uh, I, I can't think of the word, but someone who was helping start the company, essentially, who was kind of in charge of making sure they could find a place to make all the sweatpants. They said, hey, I, I think it was like the cheapest place they could find was a sweatshop. And Birdie said, in like yeah, Bangladesh, Bangladesh or something. A sweatshop in Bangladesh. And Birdie responded with, sounds good or something similar to that. Yeah, they said, please, yeah, please advise. advise. And she, she was like, you know. that place sounds good, you know, go for it. Yeah. And apparently Birdie thought that a sweatshop <laughs> was somewhere where they made sweatpants. And not and not a what a sweatshop actually is. She did not know what a sweatshop was. No, I don't think she. I still don't think. She no, really I don't. Knows I don't think she really knows either. Is. I think. I think she just is going to have to apologize yeah. for it and take the fall. Yeah, I, I think someone said, "Birdie, why did you do this?" And she was like, "Oh, it's where they make sweatpants, right?" And they're like, "That's not what a sweatshop is." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, well, nope. is this bad?" And they were probably like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But that that's that's Birdie's whole thing. But um <laughs> it is. Poor Birdie. But yeah, so Andy goes around and while she's doing this, she's like angrily chugging these alcoholic kombuchas that they got from Jared Leto. Yes. <laughs> Why is Jared Leto important? I don't know, but he is, I guess. He's not, really. <laughs> <laughs> They just keep mentioning Jared Leto's kombucha. Jared Leto's kombucha. I don't kombucha. think it was mentioned that much. <laughs> I feel like it was mentioned a few times, but... It was only mentioned, like, three times. <laughs> yeah, maybe something like that. I just felt like it was a okay. lot. I don't know. But she finds out that she she gets, like, really courageous and, uh, and brave when she's drinking. Well, at first she didn't even realize that they were alcoholic. She thought it was just kombucha. No, she had no clue. And so she was like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't taste very good, but I'll drink it. And then I think it was Benoit. He was like, no, these are alcoholic. Yeah. And she was like, what? No, they're not. He's like, how many of these have you had? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, you need to stop. I'm yeah. cutting you off, you know. <laughs> but then it turns out she's actually found out a lot of information through drinking these yeah. things. Because apparently she's just really good at learning stuff with it. And he's like, wait, maybe I should just have you keep drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can solve this. <laughs> I just think it's entertaining. But, you know, she gets all of this information on everyone, so she does find out why everyone is having problems. And, of course, Benoit is the one who sees that, like, Duke is being cuckolded by Whiskey and Miles. And I'm trying to think what else. Did I get everyone? Uh, I think so. Birdie, Claire. And then... We didn't really mention Duke here, but Duke was hoping for a show on Alpha News. Yes, that's the part. That's why he's being cuckolded, because Whiskey's trying to convince Miles to let Duke have his spot on Alpha News. Correct. correct. That's everyone. Those are all the friends. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, we've got Helen running around the island, eavesdropping on everyone, and she runs into Daryl at one Which we haven't even (laughs) talked about Daryl. We have not mentioned him. No, we haven't. Because I I don't think he's mentioned in his plot summary at all, except for me. No. No, he's not. Nope, he's not mentioned at all. That's sad. That's sad. I love Daryl. He's at the very beginning. They get there, and he's like, just pretend I'm not here. No, no, no. He's like, they they all get there. They're saying their hellos to Miles, whatever, and Daryl walks by, and he's like, I'm not here. Like, and, and Miles is like, yeah. that's Daryl. He's staying here. He's going through some stuff. Yeah. And it was it was very yeah. clearly like, oh yeah, pandemic's really hard for people. Like, okay, I get it, Miles. No worries. <laughs> because I think Miles mentioned when they got there, he was like, yeah, you know, I sent all the servants home for the weekend or whatever. He's like, yeah. you know, they can go enjoy some time off. We're going to have our little party, things like that. Yeah. He said it would be like the old time. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. And so I love, I just love Daryl because he keeps popping up randomly throughout the entire movie and i i will say that there was a point earlier in the movie it was when andy got shot when helen playing as andy gets shot i was like wouldn't it be interesting if it was randomly daryl who decided to shoot her yeah i was like that would be crazy it wasn't. That it wasn't. I was so was hoping Daryl was going to be like a, a bigger part than he really was. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? It would it would not make sense if he was. But I was. No, he wasn't involved. He wasn't. In he wasn't. Group. He was just there. And I don't think he really knows what's going on. If we're being honest, I don't think he understands. I don't think he no. realizes that someone has died, or well, technically, like two people have died, but not. Oh, both on the island. But the, like for me, Daryl was a little bit like the grandmother in Knives Out. I thought the grandmother in Knives Out was oh, okay. going to be a bigger part to this whole thing. But, but then, then she, she wasn't. wasn't. So that's kind of how I yeah. felt about Daryl. I was like, Daryl's going to end up being a bigger part than he seems to be. But no, he didn't. He was just there. So maybe they just always have an extra character like yeah. this where they're like, ooh, red I'm herring. totally down for this. I, if they want to continue, a, if they want to continue having characters like this, go for it. I say go for it. Yeah, yeah. But so we have, we're still seeing Andy's side, right? Because we already saw all of Benoit's yes, side. correct. You know? Benoit, his his chain of events happened. Okay, and then we had the flashback, and now we're seeing Helen's chain of events. And Helen, you know, has done all of this, and then they go to the, the mystery part where they have their dinner, you know, Benoit, like, reveals everything, and they start doing their little party stuff. Benoit had chatted with Helen, already and was like hey while this is happening you need to sneak off and go and like ransack everyone yeah he was and she's like what (laughs) you know like don't try to put everything back whatever just just ransack the rooms just go crazy yeah he's like don't worry about being neat just try to find the napkin try to find what you can you know find whatever clues you can and she's like okay so she's in the process of doing this when whiskey finds her and Whiskey's like, Andy, you know, and this is right after Duke died and all that stuff. And so then, you know, she's like, oh my gosh. And so she runs back and tells everyone that Andy is doing this she, to everyone's room. She had also stuff. grabbed something. I don't remember what, but it was like a weapon, I think. She would grab something from their room. Yeah. And- it was like a crossbow Maybe? thing. I don't know. But like it it had like a pitchfork. Yeah, all on I saw, I all I saw was weird. the pitchfork part. And I was like, what is yeah. this? 
I but was I, very confused I, I at what at it was. I think she was but... going to go after Helen with that and then wound up just going yeah. back to the group. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes back and tells everyone and this is when um, Miles goes looking for Helen, mm-hmm. Andy, yes. you know, with the gun that he has now stolen from yeah. Duke. And he's like going, oh, Andy, you know, and, and Helen doesn't respond. And then she goes and finds Benoit. And so they're having their little chat on the steps. And that's when she gets shot. But then we see that she actually didn't get shot because she's like sits back up and is like, what the heck? And Benoit's like, wait, wait, we can we can work this, you know? And he's still got his little bottle of hot sauce that Miles told him to take, yeah. you know? And they literally like sprinkle it all over her as if it's like blood, you know, because she just got shot and everyone heard that bullet, that gunshot happen. So of course they're going to come and be like, what the heck? So everyone comes out after they've already got her all set up as if she was shot. And this is when Benoit's like, oh no, let's go back inside, you know. We'll we'll go and see. Like, her body's not going anywhere. It'll be fine. And <laughs> so... They go back in and I just thought this part was funny because if they had stayed out any longer (laughs) because of the hot sauce going down her face and it goes into her nose, it's hot hot sauce. Like we already knew that because of Benoit's reaction to it. And so having a hot sauce go up your nose would suck so bad and I don't think anyone would be able to still keep laying still as if they had died okay (laughs) yeah so the fact that they all went back in pretty quickly is good so then right before this though while they were like doing the hot sauce moment Benoit was like when I take everyone back inside you're dead no one's gonna think about you no one's gonna go looking for you you need to go up to Miles's office because if it's not in anyone's rooms it's already up there you know, and he's like, go, t- go check Miles's room and see if you can find the napkin. And so she goes up there and is like looking stuff while they're all having their like powwow, yeah. I guess, in the dark inside. Yeah. Well, isn't, isn't the power <laughs> and, back on at this point? Yeah. Oh, I think the, the power, power actually did I go think back the power on. Came yeah. Back on maybe r- it was yeah. right around the time that Andy Helen got shot. I think you're right. You're right. It might have been right yeah, after it did she just got come shot. Back on. I think. I think it was yeah. right after. And so they all go back inside. And so Helen goes and looks for the envelope and she happens to find it and she finds the napkin, mm-hmm. you know. And what is it that Benoit and all them were doing while she I was doing that? I think Benoit said he figured out who killed both of them or something. I don't know. I'll, I'll Just looking at the plot summary, all I see is... Blanc tells Helen to search Miles' office. Blanc deduces that Miles committed both murders. He killed Andy and blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. I think this is his moment when he starts, like, revealing. Yeah. Because he likes his big reveals. So, yeah. So, I think this is when he reveals everything and is like, yeah, Miles did this to both of them. And I'll explain why. It's his Hercule Poirot moment. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Because these movies are based off of Agatha Christie's mm-hmm. stuff, but not actually based off of them, inspired, just inspired yes. by them. So, you know, he gets to have his little Hercule Poirot moment, his his Benoit de Blanc yeah. moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where he goes through the series of events that have happened and is like, you know, Duke obviously showed Miles something on his phone mm-hmm. and... That led Miles to poisoning him with pineapple juice and 
what could he possibly like you know he he goes through this whole thing of like what could he possibly have used you know we all know that that duke is allergic to pineapple juice and he doesn't want that on in his drinks and stuff and so then he gets miles's drink which has pineapple juice in it because he asks he asks i think birdie birdie what's in your your drink of choice and she lists off like three ingredients and the last one is pineapple mm-hmm. juice yep and that's when they're all like oh shit yeah. <laughs> and this is also when it said like oh yeah miles handed his drink to duke which as i said yes. earlier i have an issue with the wording but yeah we, we, we don't no know if it actually we, got handed to it, him or not i don't i wouldn't say it was necessarily handed to him but i don't know this it could have been it could not have been because he very knows? clearly like, put it on the table and duke just happened to grab it but i think we would have to rewatch that specific part again to kind of deduce yeah, how we feel I about think so it too. i agree which maybe we maybe will, right after we'll this yeah <laughs> we could (laughs) yeah so this all happens and then you know we have the moment where he tries to start talking about andy's murder yeah before we start talking about andy's murder something we didn't mention or something we didn't discuss it's mentioned in the plot summary but something we didn't discuss is that each person had visited andy's home on the day that she died yes I believe Miles yep. probably visited her immediately, like before any of the others got to her. But basically, what Miles well, yeah, did exactly, because he killed exactly. her. <laughs> uh, but but what we find out is that you know you know Duke got there first to to Andy's house, was trying to yeah. was knock on the door. She wasn't answering. I think I can't remember who shows up next. It was Bernie, maybe showed up next and saw Duke there. And, yes. you know, just still not answering. Claire shows up. Andy's still not answering. Lionel also shows up, but you know, it misses everyone, I think, and Andy's still not answering, whatever. Yeah. It's important to know, too, that Duke makes a comment earlier in the movie about how he almost got pancaked by the baby blue. Oh, car. yes. Correct. Um, and he was trying to say outside of Andy's place. But Miles is like, Oh yeah, Anderson Cooper's yes. birthday party. Yeah. You know? And it turns out when we learn about everyone visiting Andy's house that it's Miles who was driving away from Andy's house quickly after killing her. Yep. That that's when he actually almost hit Duke because Duke was on his bike riding over to Andy's bike motorcycle you know know what i mean guys (laughs) (laughs) uh riding over to andy's house and that's when he almost got hit and that's when he saw miles and was like oh okay so technically you know duke saw him leaving the scene of the crime (laughs) and of course duke got there after you know andy was already dead and then you know the whole sequence of events of everyone visiting happens and she doesn't answer the door and so everyone's upset too that she didn't answer the door as well because she had just sent her little napkin email and that's why miles decided to go kill her and everyone else was trying to go talk to her about this napkin thing i think because uh something else we didn't really talk about is that when the whole Miles let Andy go as a CEO thing was going on, and then there was the whole he found a napkin thing, there was a trial where every single one of their friends went up uh, and, like, like uh, as, like, a witness and was asked, you know, did Andy write this whole thing on the napkin, did, or was it Miles, whatever? And they all said... 
you know, Miles is the one who wrote the idea down on the napkin. It was Miles's idea, whatever. When Andy and all, all of them, all the friends, everyone in this friend group knows that Andy is the one who actually wrote it on the napkin. It was her idea. Things like that. And yeah. so, you know, Andy has a reason to be upset with all of them. She, she very does. much does. And, but all of them have a reason to lie on the stand and say, no, it was Miles who did all this. Because Miles is exactly. the money that they need. <laughs> he does have the money that they need. Which is so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you should never be attached to your friends because of their finances. Yes, yes agreed. <laughs> but, Unfortunately, you know. it happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> um, but we... I'm trying to think. This is this is when Helen shows up, though, right? I believe so, yes. And Helen, throughout all of this, she actually created her own little clue board with everyone's names on it and, like, motive, opportunity, and all that stuff. Like, different columns for it. And, like, she's been marking in each column for each person. Um, and I just think it's funny that she, she was doing that. Because I think that's when she first made, like, the clue comment i think so yeah i don't know (laughs) but she shows up and they're like wait you're supposed to be dead and she's like well i'm not (laughs) and she's like also i found the napkin the real napkin (laughs) and they're all like oh (laughs) and we have that moment where you know miles he like is like oh you found it but no one's gonna believe you you know and then he burns the napkin mm-hmm. yep he just el- and you just got rid like of the evidence he was like what? yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like it's it was very much i i think in a sense it was a little bit of a like it finished the turning point of being like oh you know miles is like an okay guy and then you're like oh no shit he's awful like it like we were Awful. we were already like going towards that of like oh Miles isn't really the best guy, and then just that finished that turn. We were like okay, we all yeah. fucking hate Miles, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. we, we do, do hate, hate Miles. Miles. Yeah, he's he the is. worst. Oh my god! <laughs> but <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, him. but yeah. So he he burns the napkin, and at this point too. I think he also says like, "Oh, you know, guys, did you uh, did you ever see the napkin that Andy supposedly had?" Yeah. And they're all like, "No, never saw it." I just like they refuse to testify against him because they are still yeah. needing him and his money and his influence and just everything yep. that comes with being a one of his like pawns and whatever game he's got going on, you know? Yeah, and so so. Oh, I was just saying, so uh, at this point, this is when, you know, Benoit is like, he he essentially is, because Miles is saying, you know, what are you going to do? Go to the police? It's you against all of us. It's you against me. You have nothing. I have everything. And Helen turns to Benoit and Benoit is like, 
he's right. We don't have the napkin anymore. Yeah. We don't have <laughs> anything. I, I can't do anything. We have to play by the system. And the yeah. system will go against you in this. So I, I'm... Yeah, because... You're like, he's done all he can. Sorry. Yeah, he, he, he's like, I've already told you what happened. I told you who committed the murder. I told you who killed your sister. I told you everything about the events that happened. Like, this is all I can do. That is it. That's my job. That's I'm mm-hmm. done. Like, the police would have to come in and take care of it from that point on. I don't do anything after this. And so then he's like, I am going to step outside. And <laughs> he tells Helen bye you know and he goes off and like goes and sits with daryl to have like a cigar or something oh something we didn't (laughs) talk about earlier is that there's a point where benoit went to have a smoke and he like lights lights his lighter to light his cigar or whatever and all of a sudden the garden that he's in is like this is a smokeless area and just alarms start going off it was really funny because that same thing happens around this time when he's with daryl so like there's like alarms and a voice saying this is a smokeless area this is a smokeless area it's funny funny. but yeah that is funny but yeah so i don't think i paid attention to that oh i i did i thought it was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it is is hilarious i just think i missed it (laughs) but it's okay (laughs) but Helen takes that as her cue to be able to do whatever the heck she wants. Yep. <laughs> you know, Benoit's leaving. He's not going to testify against her, you know, because he won't be a witness to anything. And so she <laughs> she starts shoving his glass sculptures onto yep. the floor. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, we've already gotten to the point where all of Miles's like, friends who are indebted to him are you know, still on Miles's side, but she starts breaking these glass things and Miles is just like, oh, okay, are you going to do more? Yeah, go for <laughs> it, you know? And he's like, all right, whatever, I don't care. Ah, this isn't bothering me, you know? And she just keeps doing it. And then his friends are like, dude, same. And so they all start doing it too. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, oh, all of you are doing it. Okay, you know? <laughs> and um, then we get, you know, all of the glass sculptures have been dropped, like the small ones. She goes and shoves like the big ones down. And then she like breaks the alcohol cart, you know, so that there's alcohol everywhere now. And then she takes a lighter <laughs> and she just lights the alcohol on fire. And, you know, they're all like, okay, crazy. And I think this is Helen's moment where she's like, oh, yeah, like, I know that you always wanted everyone to remember you and the Mona Lisa in the same sentence. And she's like, don't worry, they will. But it'll also ruin you because they'll remember you as the person who blew up the Mona Lisa. And then she, like, goes ahead and, like, throws his, like, hydrogen particle clear thing into the fire and hits the, like, fail safe. For the Mona Lisa. Because. And it opens the glass. Yeah, so basically she throws the little bit of clear that she had. Because what we didn't see originally was that when Blanc said, hey, this is all I can do. I can't do anything else. And he leaves. What we didn't see was that Blanc handed her a piece of clear. And so she was (laughs) like, oh, okay. And so she she essentially like throws the clear at the fire. It 
basically blows up, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's bomb, a bomb, basically. basically. And, uh, and so, you know, the Mona Lisa's glass has gone up and has stayed up because, hey, there's a fire. There's a whole bunch of shit breaking in here. Like, yeah. oh, my God. And so she goes and she hits the fail safe and the glass goes down. And, of course, not only is Miles's mansion on his private island just up in flames, <laughs> so is the Mona Lisa. Yep. The Mona Lisa that he has on loan from yep. the roof. <laughs> They're not going to be happy with yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> and it, like in our little movie night chat, Karen was like, "Da Vinci isn't going to be going to be too happy about that one." And I was like, "I mean, the Mona Lisa doesn't deserve that, but Miles does. <laughs> Miles deserves everything he's That's getting true. right now. He absolutely does deserve everything yes. that he's getting." But yeah, but the. You know, the clear blowing up the mansion and destroying the painting um, is basically, it, it does ruin Miles, not only because he, you know, destroyed this piece of art, but also the fact that clear is very obviously dangerous. So he can't, he can't very. go with that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. And so this is also when, like, they're standing outside now. They've all moved outside because, hey, being inside is really dangerous right now. And... Basically, while they're standing outside, Miles is still kind of like, oh, you know, the group is still on my side. They will still testify against you, whatever. And that's when the whole group is kind of like, hey, you know what? I think I did see that that napkin was in Andy's handwriting instead of Miles and things like that. And they, they just yeah. keep being like, oh, yeah, you know what? I think it, like they, they turn on Miles. They're like, no, we're on Andy's side. This, yeah. They, they all support they all Helen, Helen right, right then and there. there. Yeah. And that's when Miles realizes, like, well, shit. And then that's when we see that the police are on their yes, way. Yes, <laughs> and I, I thought, and here's something, too, is the fact that when the group first shows up the island, we see that their dock, that Miles' dock, uh, to get to the, onto the beach, whatever, is made of glass. And the, uh, the boat driver at the beginning was basically calling it a piece of shit, which we didn't understand at that yeah. point, but we figure it out by the end. No. It's like, oh, they're saying it's a piece of yeah. shit because it was built at low tide height, which is not a good height to build it at, you know? No, you should build it probably Yeah, which is, which is why <laughs> the police and everyone were saying, like, we can't get there until morning because the, yeah. the dock is a piece of shit and it's built at low tide height. But... So, so they yeah. do see the police on their way. I thought the funniest thing is that you see off in the distance the red and blue flashing lights, whatever. And then we see, like, we're looking at Benoit and Andy, and you don't see the lights flashing on them. It's just still light. And I'm like, I feel like maybe there would be a little bit of flashing. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're too far away for that yet. But I think they were too far. I... I don't, I don't know because they like they were kind of far, but I was also like I was expecting to see red and blue flashing lights when we looked up Benoit and Andy. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. but we I didn't see that. it, so I was like, okay, maybe they are a little bit too far away for that yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but they're, they're like, okay, well, it's all solved. It's all figured out. Whatever. the The group will testify against Miles. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> it will. It will. Which yep. is great. <laughs> Because we, I mean, it is the way to free everyone else from basically having to do his bidding and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And that is the That's end. That's it, yeah. <laughs> the movie ends with the police exactly. arriving, yep. basically. That's, That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. It's a good one. Oh, okay. I'm reading yes. more. I just looked underneath the cast on the wiki page. Hugh Grant cameos as Philip Blanc's domestic partner. Oh, okay. All right, got it. (laughs) You just thought he was I just assumed Butler or something, yeah. I just assumed. I mean, he is British. I mean, you know. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. It says says Ethan Hawke appears briefly as Miles' assistant. Okay, so, yeah, Hugh Grant cameos as Blanc's domestic partner. Uh, oh. Okay. I love Hugh Grant. <laughs> I don't know an- hardly anything about Hugh Grant. I'm not going to lie. Have I seen him in anything besides this? I probably have, but I wouldn't. I have movies for uh, you to watch. Just <laughs> a list somewhere on Wiki that I can see. I don't know, but I do have movies. Let's that you see. Have, have I watch. seen any of these movies? <laughs> hmm. Doctor Who and. Oh, that's an yep. old Doctor Who. Okay. The tw- what? You played the twelfth Doctor in an old Doctor Who? What? Apparently, in Doctor Who and the Curse of Fatal Death, you played the twelfth Doctor in nineteen ninety nine. Well, there's Hugh Grant for you. No, I have a, I have a, a good, a good selection of ones you will have gotcha. to watch. Though they're like more, well, not like more recent, recent. Like they're over ten yeah. years old. Yeah, that's that's what I but, expect. I think you'll like him. He's old now, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, in his heyday yeah. when he was, like, a hottie. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. We'll watch, we'll watch oh. some Hugh <laughs> I'm looking at more of the cameos. Uh, yes. there, there was the one where, uh, when they were trying to open the invitation, there was a song playing, and they were trying to figure out what the song was, and so Birdie was like, oh, let me just use a uh, soundhound or whatever it is and um, birdie's shazam shazam birdie was like let me use shazam <laughs> hey alexa what's this song or whatever and yo-yo ma shows up and is talking about it mm-hmm. and i was trying to figure out i was like is this yo-yo ma or someone else because i can't figure it out it was yo-yo ma it, it was yo-yo, yo-yo ma. ma where was steven sondheim though he, apparently he was in this apparently i don't know where he was know. i want to know oh apparently uh, well, Angela Lansbury was in this as well. Apparently, both Sondheim and Lansbury both died before Glass Onion was released. Did not know that. Where was Natasha Leone? What? Oh, no. Where was she? Uh, she who I think she was. Yeah, yeah. I she love was, her in Orange is the New She Black. was one of the people who was on the video call with uh, Blanc when he was in the bath. I immediately, oh. I immediately recognized her. Oh. I just didn't know her name. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anyway. That's, that's that's the, the glass, glass onion. onion. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, I think that's so. It. Well, in other words, happy holidays.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMM Oh My. Be sure to check out our website at bmmohmy.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmohmy. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.ohmy at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye.